When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Jobeth. It's Liz. Hey, it's Ariel. And this is Air Quote Law Pod. We've had a marathon day today. We sure have. So this is our actual live episode, so to speak, that's coming out um, shortly after we record it. But we just banked two episodes before this. Why we did them in that order, who knows? So yeah, this is going to be our, our topical one. So, yeah, I guess let's start with the usual. What does everyone have going on this week? Way too much. Um, Yeah, I'll start. Oh, my God, this kind of I don't even remember if this was. Forgive me. So I think I told you guys that I was hunting rabbis. Yes, correct. Okay, rabbis, not rabbits. Yeah, rabbis, not rabbits. Um. Although I'll admit that when you write them next to each other, you can easily confuse them. Um, So we met with a rabbi yesterday and I don't know if I was like, it's just like, I don't know. I was like emotional and jet lagged. And I cried when she was like, what do you envision for your wedding? And it was embarrassing. Um, Anyway. So she was like, just trying to help us like figure out what our options were for having a wedding in Italy where we can't, where we still need like an English speaking rabbi, whatever. So this was a rabbi in DC, Rabbi Nora. She's at six and I, she was a saint and not really, that's the wrong religion, but um, she was a wonderful, is a wonderful human being. And um, yeah. So she recommended that we go on this rent a rabbi website, which we had already done. Um, So we are meeting tomorrow with, a rabbi from the UK, Rabbi Paul, who does same-sex and interfaith weddings. So he also does them on a Sabbath. I also had a third rabbi who emailed me and was like, if you're getting married on the Sabbath, I won't even like put an email out to my colleagues because it's a waste of their time. And I was like, um, okay, we're reform. So like reformed Jews kind of have a little bit of flexibility in the U S like it's not unheard of and arguably kind of common for, especially in an interfaith wedding for it to be on a Saturday. But yeah, so I didn't appreciate the rude response from that rabbi Uh, shout out rabbi Jackie from somewhere in New York. Uh, You're not the, that wasn't in the Jewish spirit of you, but yeah. So we're meeting with rabbi Paul tomorrow Hopefully he's pretty chill. Otherwise we're going to, I think, have to like ship in a rabbi from the U.S. Going to eat pizza tonight at the good pizza place with the ricotta and the crust. Oof, yeah. I'm in Italy, obviously. Um, and are, you're just in Italy for uh, wife, lady's family? Yeah. 
just spending with a side note of planning this wedding, because I think I've mentioned that because everyone is getting married in 2022, 2023 backlog from 2020, 2021. And then all the recent engagements that like you have to plan now. I thought we were just going to like pick a venue and a photographer. Cause that's like usually the things that have to be done the farthest in advance and be done for like a year. But no. Yeah. The it venue sucks. is I think the first thing, the very last thing I did was the flowers. I'm just, so everything is a little different here. Cause from my understanding as a person who's never been married before in the U S like everything is separate. Like sometimes your venue will have a table and chairs. Sometimes those come from a caterer, whatever, but like, it's usually like, okay, you do the catering, you do the cake, you do the DJ, you do the venue, you do flowers, you do. Yeah. Yes. It's all peaceful. Yeah. So like everything's separate, but here we're getting quotes from a DJ that have like the lights and the tables and the chairs, but then we're also getting the caterer who has like lights, tables, and chairs. And so like when the caterer is telling us like, this is how much it is per person. I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm so confused. I'm like, is that really that expensive? But does that come with like, they're sending us things to pictures that show like decorations. And I'm just like, I thought decorations are normally separate. I have no idea what's going on. So is it making it more complicated or easier? Theoretically easier if we just, because, okay. So for example, say you have a budget of like $20,000 and the caterer says, okay, it's like 110 per person and you have hundred people. And I don't know why I'm doing this math example, because I don't know enough math and I don't have a calculator in front of me. But say, okay, it, the caterer says it's 110 per person. It's different if it's 110 per person and that's just food, or it's different if it's 110 per person and that's food, alcohol, the chairs, the decorations, the right. lights. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not sure, like, okay, 110 is fine or whatever the number is if it includes all of this shit. But if like, I'm in this American mindset where I'm like, I don't understand what's involved in this. Like if it's 110 plus like miscellaneous shit, then our budget goes quickly from like 20,000 to 40,000 if depending on what's included. And I'm like, okay, so I'm confused. And it's not helping that our wedding planner keeps sending voice messages. Cause like it's all in Italian. And I'm like, okay, if you just like, do the transcribing where it's like voice to text, then I can translate it. Voice messages are weird. (sighs) There's like not an uncommon thing. It seems in like Italian culture, texting culture, Erica's Mm -hmm. friends and her family send a lot of like voice messages. And I'm just like, guys, like this is already hard enough for me. I've never really sent a voice message. enough Italian. Joe Beth will tell you, well, Ariel, you know, too, I just call. I like to call. Yeah, I like to call also, but like we're texting during the workday and with the time difference, like when we were in DC, it's easier just to like text and then wait for a reply opposed to be like, it's 
I've been calling Joe with less mostly because I just decided I'm because he won't answer the phone. No, he does answer. Usually. Yeah. I mean, but you know, I I do follow up with a message like this was not important. Um, It was just easier to talk, but I, I've also just decided I'm making more decisions and I'm not running them by you. And have we noticed that? Have I made progress? I guess. Yeah. Okay, thanks for noticing. Um, I have. Let's just say I've made progress because I feel like I have. But yeah, I mean, as far as wedding planning uh, and doing those things, like, yeah, my caterer came with the tables, chairs, cake, and alcohol. Yeah, as well as all of, like, the linens, the tablecloths and things. And then it's just DJ confusing because the DJ quotes are including some of these things. And I'm like, wait, I thought your job was like just speakers, but apparently they do like lights. And then there's a bunch of shit that I didn't know you needed. Like all of them include like lights for the cake cutting. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, would we just be like in a dark corner or dungeon cutting a cake? If there was the weddings I've been to, I haven't even seen the cake cutting. I don't care like I feel like I'm the groom the typical groom where I'm like I literally just don't care and Erica's like the bridezilla she's like this is my wedding we're not setting up budget for my perfect wedding and I'm just like backing away slowly and I'm like okay you plan your wedding and I'll show up (laughs) (laughs) like light up the fucking cake i don't care yeah i didn't even know there were cake lightings um but i didn't do i didn't pay for decorations my venue had fine lighting i know like sometimes the djs will provide lighting i think um our dj did provide a video screen because we went to one of those like wedding expos and that was like the raffle prize that we won which was cool um so it like had music videos going along with some things and but all we really had we had the venue the catering the dj and it was a good time um uh one of the things that we had control of i i don't know if i've talked about this in the podcast before but we had control over all the music the dj did Mm -hmm. not pick any music Oh my god, we're all dying right now. We're so tired. I'm good. I know, I'm I good. Like, am pausing to yawn. Um, but we gave the DJ our list of this is what we want during cocktail hour. This is what we want during the reception. And he did not have to pick any music. We did have like this is the song you're gonna play first, which was Andrew WK's Party Hard. Um we had the song that he was going to play second, which was Where's Your Head At by Basement Jacks, because I don't know, I love that song. And then from there, he just had a list of different songs. A lot of them were upbeat, fun, and it was great because it was just all the songs that we liked. And I got in, my mother-in-law got a little bit annoyed with me because I didn't directly say to her, they had like the mother son dance. Mm-hmm. And it was some song that we literally had not heard until our wedding day. She picked it. The DJ said it's a very common mother son song. 
but it was some country song and we have a strict no country music policy in our household. <laughs> so we did not listen to it. And I told Tim that this was stupid. It should be a song you pick together and a song that, you know, and his mom was like, well, this is my only thing. And it's like, all right, it's not your wedding. And like for you to pick a song that your son's never heard is stupid, but that's fine. I did a um, mother, father, daughter dance it was like all three of us because well I don't know my mom's the one that raised me so I wanted to do a mom daughter dance instead of a mom dad dance but then my dad got jealous um and you know I figured because he was the one that did our ceremony so I was like he did the whole ceremony so my mom gets the dance so then um, the DJ was like well you can start with your dad and then your mom can cut in and then it ended up just being like a whole thing and we picked All You Need Is Love by The Beatles. That was a very hard choice because my mom kept picking all of these songs that were just weird. And so she wanted some song that was like, that's my daughter in the water. Because <laughs> it was <laughs> daughter. <laughs> Literally never heard of it. Um, now My husband and I thought it was hilarious. Anyway, the music was good. The DJ did mess up our entrance songs for the, um, like, uh, I guess the wedding party at one point, because he said you pick songs for the wedding party. And we thought he meant each person in the wedding party got a different song. So we picked 12 songs. Um, and did I not have a song? You had a song. I don't remember. What was my oh song? Oh, my God. What was... Your, it oh, hey, um, uh, no, I want to say, I mean, I should look at the list. I mean, we know that No Rain is your favorite song, so I think it, we picked it would have been Hey Ya uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, I think we just picked No Rain for you because it's your favorite. That's such a great and bright and exciting welcome to this wedding song. It's not, yeah, it's not a great. <laughs> wedding song but it's um i think it was just the song that we're like what is jobeth because that was it we picked what is jobeth like one That's of my friends got the park- people are still asking right like one of my friends got the parks and rec theme song but they messed it up because they played like the song for one of my bridesmaids for one of the groomsmen and then they were one behind and I ran up and stopped him and I was like, no, fix it. So then the groomsman song, I had them play later and like say this was supposed to be the song for him. And then they started playing it, but they didn't make the announcement. I was like, no, you have to make the announcement because you messed up the song. But anyway, yeah. that was really fun. And then um, for your walk up music, um, I guess, what is it? The processional. Um, we had mine was just this song it's called black and gold it's not a very popular song it's by a guy named sam sparrow it's my favorite song and he's like you can pick any song you want and i was like cool i'm picking this one because i like it and then um when it was the i guess that was like my song until you get to like walking up the aisle and then we had big me by foo fighters not a big foo fighters fan the song was fitting it was good and then for our recessional i really really wanted um i believe in a thing called love by the darkness so we had that there was a lot of good music um a lot of weird music like i remember in cocktail hour 
Um, my husband really wanted them to play Informer by Snow. Um, no reason. Just enjoyed that song. You guys um, are in, into weird music more than most. We are. A um, lot of in weird stuff. True. But it was a lot of good stuff. Weird stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah. We had our kickball team pose for a picture and we played um, All I Do Is Win. Barbie Girl, I think, was played at some point. Spice Girls was played, obviously. Anyway, we had a lot of fun with the music. My wedding was Maryland-themed, um, so that was fun. And, yeah, I know I just spent a lot of time talking about my wedding, but it was literally the best day of my life. It was great. It was the best wedding I have ever been to. Ten out of ten. Yes. I am biased, but like, also it was a really good wedding. It was fun. I don't know. I loved it. I'm obsessed with it. I got married twice. Once was on a Ferris wheel. So it cost us basically nothing. And that was cool. It was in Las Vegas and Elvis. Was Is that the last there. one or the first one? That was the last one. And when I say last one, I mean both most recent and the last one. I will not get married again. Just like after the first one where we had the full-blown wedding, kind of like what you guys are talking about, I swore that I will never have another wedding, even if this doesn't work out. So I stick to my convictions in that regard. So if and when this doesn't work out, I will not get married again. But the first wedding, we did it at a country club that's not too far from here. And I believe that we, I, I, I'm trying to think, cause it was in that range, like what you're talking about of 110, $120, $130 a head, depending on the meals that we selected. We did plated meals. So it's the whole, you know, you pick whether you want the beef or the chicken or whatever. Um, and I'm sure there was a vegetarian or vegan option, but this was, 12 years ago. So I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, what was included, we had a certain budget for centerpieces. So basically that was, it was, it covered what you needed, but if you want it to go above and beyond whatever that was, and they had like a subset of like three or four vendors that you could work with that knew their rules. Um, I don't remember whether we went over that budget or not, but like, if you wanted Were centerpieces stuff, important, they're, I guess it's part of the thing. But I'm saying the, the per the price included them up to a certain point. It included a cake of a size, you know, from one or two vendors. But again, you could get bigger, do extra things, and pay extra for it. I don't think we went over that. Um, extra things that we had to purchase: DJ, photographer. We didn't do a videographer, but obviously that would have been extra if we wanted it. It included five or six hours of open bar all the standard shit like that. We had the wedding on the premises. Obviously our efficient was extra. We did not have to hunt a rabbi because we didn't use a rabbi. It was some, it was a, like a judge or justice of the peace or some shit like that. Um, and that was kind of it. Like there weren't a whole ton of extras like, cause we just, we went to a place where almost everything was included other than things that, you know, them having a vendor list. 
like ha- them having a vendor list of two or three floors to pick from who gives a shit you know what i mean cake place yeah. is the same deal but when it's a dj or a photographer you might want very very specific um you know they had some suggestions but it was a much longer list and you go from there yeah we found a dj at the wedding expo photographer was someone my friend had used and then the caterer was from an approved list um and i think we just uh picked one we like asked around and people were like yeah go with that one and the food was very good we made our own centerpieces um yeah beer bottles well, yeah. So there were beer bottles. That's how you found your table. So you had a beer bottle with like a fake candle in it. And that was your souvenir. Um, and then there are no souvenirs. What do you call it at a wedding? Wedding like the favor. Fa- but favor. Thank you. Favor. Yeah. That was, I think it's probably smart not to do because who cares you know so these were beer bottles which i mean was fun because we had like a couple parties where everyone had to drink the beer and then we cut the tops off the beer bottles to make them into candle holders everyone had a fake candle because couldn't have real candles in the venue and so like if you had a flying dog beer you sat at the flying dog table with the flying dog growler which had flowers in it fake flowers because it was hot and a matching beer bottle that also had flowers in it um and these were on top of a crab basket. Um, so you had, and they were all Maryland beers. So you had your Maryland beer, you had to match the beer. Crab basket, we had a mason jar full of Getz's caramel creams because they're from Baltimore. We had Haribo gummy bears because those were apparently at one point, um, I guess, was a factory in Baltimore. Well, they're the fucking best. So they are the best. They're like the best candy. And then we had um, bottles of vinegar from Pompeian, which is the local vinegar company, and Otterbein's cookies. So you could take all the things home and eat them. I don't know if I remember much of that. I remember the centerpieces, but you know, I was there. We were drinking. Yeah. I mean, I know in your getting ready room, I think you all had a, a bottle of whiskey and watched Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek was on the TV. I'm assuming that was your doing. Uh, yeah, probably. So I walked into. I think you guys ordered a pizza while you were getting ready, didn't you? Jeff was so. a groomsman, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I actually. So that's kind of like my comfort zone. Um, if Star Trek's on the television, that then I'm 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 okay. Like, not that I'm not okay in other settings, but that's kind of a plus. So I'm doing, um, I'm performing in a variety show next month at this bar in Wilmington, Delaware. And I had a bunch of questions for it because I've got a variety of things that I can do performance wise, but it's important for me to kind of know what the setup is because some of the stuff that I'll do won't work everywhere. Okay, between angles and just the setup and being able to you know present to people and how they're sitting, because I've done some shows where I didn't know what the setup was and the stage was like four feet off the ground. So the ability for me to interact with people just it was super difficult having to like climb downstairs to get to people or to bring people up on stage, like knowing ahead of time changes what I'm going to do. So I went out there this past weekend to check the place out and kind of get the lay of the land and um, I walk in and it's just like many other bars, like it's a U-shaped kind of in the middle bar. 
and there's TVs that are around. And some of those TVs have video feeds to the performance room. And the one TV that I was standing in front of had Star Trek The Next Generation on it. I literally snapped a picture of it and texted it out to some people. And I said, I live here now. Because oh, when I'm in a place, and place when I'm in a place and there's Star Trek on the TVs there, I feel like I live there. I belong. So it, it was all good from there on. If you're listening to this and um, you're not one of those high school kids, you're over 21, bar 13 on April 22nd and or April 23rd is the variety show that I am going to be a part of. It's going to be a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Um, Where is bar 13? It is in Wilmington, Delaware. I will say that in my limited observation, being there one time, the, the crowd is, if, if you were to take all of the people from a metal show, um, and there wasn't a metal show in town, this is where they'd be hanging out. Uh, that and sounds again, like a fun th- crowd. Yeah, it was it was cool. You you and Tim would get on there. It would be fine. Um, the the it, it it's odd because I would have been in this crowd when I was like in my twenties, and now I look in around and and it's kind of weird because the the thoughts that were going through my mind as I was analyzing the people there, some of which I've already kind of expressed here, but I was like. Nobody smells bad, but everybody looks like they haven't showered in a week. <laughs> and that's a thing, like, because nobody's dirty. Well, I'm sure some people were dirty, but nobody that I noticed were like noticeably dirty, but they looked in such a way, kind of like that punk metal sort of look. Yeah. As if they perhaps haven't showered in a week. And I'm sure that everybody showered in, in, in some reasonable time frame from this but i don't know it was a cool spot i'm looking forward to performing there and that um, sounds like fun i mean yeah especially that environment i'll have to check the sketch but um that sounds like a good time especially because like you said tim and i probably would get on there even though we're not into metal i appreciate i appreciate metal more than a lot of other music that's for sure well it's like but a she's gonna take a and they were playing like you know the background music before <laughs> the event started was kind of like heavier but it wasn't yeah. all like i don't get along with the normals no. very well yeah so you'd fit in here pretty well if you guys are interested get a babysitter and get like a hotel room or something near there only because these show because they have like 350 uh tall boys of paps blue ribbon and Apparently these variety shows are not starting till like 10 PM. So it it is not a drive back to Baltimore night, not from Wilmington. Okay. That sounds like fun. Because I don't know where I am in the lineup. I don't know how many performers there are. I'll get that obviously before there we're more than a month away. Um, But it's, it's going to be a late night for sure. It'll go. If you're interacting with the audience, please don't interact with me. Okay, that's. I usually try not to interact with people that I know if I can avoid yeah, it because I, I do not like being interacted with. At it also gives a perception if somebody knows that I know this person I brought on stage, then that is like we're in cahoots, right? And I don't, I don't do any of that kind of stuff, so I try to avoid the perception of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you know, as someone who's like a trial lawyer, and I hosted trivia back in the day pre-COVID, like it would seem like I would like to be a person was a part of those things but i don't because i want to be the center of attention i'm not somebody else's prop so a good performer 
will make you the center of attention. You've seen me do some stuff where the person. Yeah, but I also need that level of control. I don't know what you're going to do. Right. Yeah. And. And you don't know whether you're in front of a good performer or not, especially in the variety show, because I'm going to get like five or six, maybe 10 minutes at the most on stage. And then I'm going to roll off and the next person's going to come on and do their thing. Yeah. Because like, if it's one of those things and you're joking around and like making fun of me, no, that's not going to go over well with me. Well, and a lot Um, of people that are not great and don't really get it that are like new into magic and and that type of performance are are very much into the i know something that you don't know or i can do something or kind of a gotcha sort of thing which is not i mean it's very disrespectful or even like at a drag show you know they'll like kind of like pick you apart a little bit sometimes and i don't i don't need that i'm i'm there to watch i'm not there to I don't know, be yeah. interacted with. If I wanted to be interacted with, I'd go hang out with friends. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, we have gone off on a tangent. So Ariel, you said no favors at the wedding. No. I love I that. Like, yeah. Well, I just, ugh. I, there are things that I would ideally really like to do that I don't think are possible for this wedding like I would like for we want to have a welcome dinner I would like that to be paid for for our guests I would like to have a brunch after the day after I don't want our guests to pay for that either but I just don't think based on the finances of this wedding that that's gonna work will your dog be a part of the wedding no he doesn't like crowds and he's 13 with heart condition this wedding is in summer 2023 we hope he's still present with us we won't gamble on it and we won't bring him somewhere that should probably cause him a heart attack you have a date yet um we will have a date within the next two weeks erica keeps changing her mind okay because it's very difficult for us folks to save said date without it Okay, Joe, but it's like 18 months away. <laughs> you have to understand how much shit I have going on. That... I know, you actually travel more than anyone else I know. You <laughs> will be like within the first five people that are text when we Excellent. have a date. And I thought the date was already set for August 26th, 2023. And I was wrong. See, Two because thirds August of the partners are going to be gone. Mark's holding down the floor. I'm on a plane to Utah, so that won't. Well, 2023, you have any planes booked? I don't even think you can book a flight that far. No, I don't think you can. Um, and we're going to have to prepare because two thirds of the partners of the firm are going to be gone. So we're going to well, have. It's oh, all on Mark. Could be there, and so it also about. might be. It's going to be somewhere between mid July. You can't August. retire by then. You're What's part the of weather like. What's the part like of that time of year? That's the problem. It, so at the last week of August last year, it was a little chilly at night, and we don't want it to be chilly because the party goes till two a.m. So Love it's it. chilly after sundown. That's like the problem she's debating now. I also have concerns because it can be rainy in the summer here. It's like 50-50. But but two a.m. is really going to be like. 9 p.m. here, right? So people like Liz and I are gonna be able to wild out. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm ready. Jobeth, you can't retire in two years. I need you. Oh. Jobeth is not retiring in two years. Don't be fucking ridiculous. 
Okay. I'll still be around in a consultant's capacity when I retire. A consultant's but... capacity? No, yeah. you're still going to be a part of this, but we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, so we can go until, I mean, I'm fine with, like, my wedding, we, the venue kicked you out at 11, but we went to a bar until 2 a.m. So I'm, like, yeah. I'm there for it. I love. I think my friend is having a wedding where, like, I think we'll be home, like, by after, I don't know, it's probably going to be, like, nine. I don't know. So also like did Jobeth, did your wives, either of them and you do like all the stuff and by all the stuff, I mean, like, (laughs) this is not like a judgment thing. Um, and there's reasons that I'm not doing a lot of these, uh, an engagement party, no, a bridal shower. I don't remember let's let's be fair for the second marriage none of that shit happened we flew to vegas without a plan other than we're going to get married this week so let's let's scratch number two off the list because nothing happened nobody planned like i had to go to well i didn't have to so we had an engagement party a bridal shower there's another thing that's coming up. I did oh not God. do an engagement photo what shoot. Is this called? Because I didn't care. Um, what is this? There's like a bachelorette party? Events. Yeah. Like there's like literally four to five events. And it's one wedding. Is this like, and so my friends are telling me that this is like the norm. And I'm not saying I don't want to go to these. Well, like bridal saying, shower engagement party. There was what a bachelor else? party. Bachelor party. Yeah. So like we also don't have a wedding party. So like yeah, my my oh, rehearsal saying, dinner. Rehearsal dinner. Yeah. We did a we rehearsal dinner. The, and again, I'm talking about wedding number one because none of this should happen for wedding number two. Um. Yeah, I mean, I had a bachelor party. We went to Atlantic City. I took Trump's casinos craps table for thousands and thousands of dollars. So that was cool. This is before everybody hated Trump. Um, that hates Trump. Yeah, I had we had a rehearsal dinner, which was just at like a local Italian restaurant that we liked. We, I was there. They, we, you were there. Yeah, we didn't have like our own room, but we like took up a lot of space. Joe bought a lot of wine. It was great. Um, we did give gifts to the wedding party. We each had six people on either side the groomsmen got the socks and the tie that they were supposed to wear to the wedding. And did you get something else too? I believe um, so, but I don't recall. I think it was a flask maybe. Um, that was something we talked about. My bridal party, they each got a water bottle with like their name on it. Um, they got, um, I think like a couple bracelets that were like, I think one of them had a little crab and one of them had a little sailboat. And then they got, we all got necklaces that said girl power. Um, so we did the rehearsal dinner, but that was just like, you know, casual fun. I had a bachelorette party where we just went to ocean city for like three days and had a good time. And then my mom threw me a bridal shower, super low key, just, I mean, the food was amazing. Just hung out, had food and, um, and drinks. My mom made Prosecco gummy bears, which was great. Mm. And I think, I think that was it. I think that, oh no, we did have an engagement party. 
What are you doing, Liz? Our engagement party was with, um, it was a house party. Basically, I, um, a friend of ours um, just turned it into a house party. Like, it wasn't like family or anything. We just had our friends over and like played beer pong and flip cup and got drunk and everyone just brought a bunch of champagne and that was fun because it was just a giant house party. Do you guys get a little extra on champagne compared to other alcoholic beverages? So it is something about the bubbles. I looked this up. It's something about the bubbles that makes you drunk faster and has like a slightly different effect than other alcohol. Yeah. I, uh, wine in general, if I drink wine, I feel like I'm more just like anything goes la la la, like, you know, more chill, but more weird. Like if I drink just like, like vodka sodas, I'm just like ready to dance, ready to go, like ready to have a silly fun time. Uh, Wine is like, it makes, it's a weird time. I'm getting like mess text messages right now. So we're supposed to try, try on dresses while we're here. Obviously. I say obviously very sarcastically because I don't understand what the F is supposed to happen, except for the there's like a backlog in buying dress. F and no. You know what? We're gonna skip that boring part. Anyway. What do you got going just- on, Liz? <laughs> segue. Uh, segue. What do I got going Take on? Take the wheel oh. and just yank it. Um, what do I have going on? Um, I, I'm talking about doing another podcast. Um, so more to come if that happens, because I'm, maybe I'm just going to have a career as a podcaster. I don't know. Um, Jobeth, I need to pick your brain on how to actually set up said podcast, but that is in the future. I talked, it's a podcast that I've wanted to do for a while. If the person, that I spoke to is serious about doing it. I want to start it soon. If they're not, I'm going to find someone else to do it. Um, because I, I don't know. Do you want me to like say what it is? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I want to do one of those like TV show podcasts and I want to go through every episode of the Muppet show. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> because I find them interesting. And when I found out the first episode of the Muppet show is called sex and violence, I was like, this is something I need to dive into. So how many episodes of the Muppet Show are there? Because I, I, I'm no, sure I was aware Disney of them at that. Hmm? I hmm? saw it's all on Disney Plus, so I was like, now is prime time to do it. Uh, so, um, How about I Fraggle like Rock. Ooh, love Fraggle Rock. There's a second season for you if you can get there. Yeah, like 120 episodes of the Muppet Show, five seasons. So that is doable. That's so probably that's- approximately 20 episodes per season. So that's what I have coming down the pipeline um, in theory is that I plan on starting that soon. That's a goal of mine. Um, and like I said, I, if the person that I'm doing this with is serious about doing it and you know, again, like we're very serious, we're recording every week, we're getting this shit done. So, so here's my recommendation. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to pick my brain about this and get more about it, but mm-hmm. record and release your podcast in seasons that match up with the seasons of the show. This is something that we will, um, I'm doing a little mind reading, a little fortune telling. We will cover this in a future episode that has already been recorded as a bank episode um, about how to break these up into different seasons. But then, so you're not necessarily doing one every week. You'll do 20 episodes and then you'll release that as a season. And then you'll go on a 
hiatus, which in that hiatus is really when you're recording the next chunk. Um, and I think that when you do them like that, the, the aim is largely to have them all recorded for that season before you start dropping them. Which ours is a little too timely. So, um, but yeah, because you're just with, with you doing something where you're breaking down a TV show. Like if we were to yeah. do this for Cheers, for example, Cheers is already out there. So it's not like we're doing a breakdown of last week's episode of Cheers. We're, we're doing a last generation is when Cheers came. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so season one would be season one. So that's something that I'm excited about. Um, that's, you know, probably the most interesting thing that I have going on is I'm looking into that. Also, um, uh, the Looky Lou stickers that we released, I did bring them to the gynecologist and they loved them. Awesome. Oh my God. Are they going to start listening to us? Probably. Um, I don't know because I mean, I didn't want to like do too much self-promotion during this appointment because you don't already have one. And if you want one, send us some sort of a question or a story or comment at airquotelawpod at gmail.com. Include your postal address. You'll get one. They're the only stickers that we've released so far that have no direct tie to the show, meaning they don't mention air quote law pod. They don't have a web address on, they don't have a QR code or any of the other ones will link you back. Like if it's a, Hey, what the fuck is this? Totally a fuck up on my part because I don't know. I took our best and most provocative sticker and didn't make it a marketing piece. I just made it a fun thing. So, but it's super cute and you know, people might ask about it. So I, I like the sticker a lot. So yeah, that's kind of um, what I've got going on, and yeah, I think I think that's that's the big thing. Um, so yeah, Joe, with what do you have going on? I know you said you have your magic show coming up. It's a uh, it's a travel week for me. Yesterday, I was um, up at Rutgers University for a pro day for one of the NFL soon to be NFL players that I represent. That went very well. Um, Thursday evening, I fly out to Chicago, one of my favorite domestic U.S. cities. And for the pro day for my Notre Dame player, which will be Friday morning. So I'm flying out. Pizza. What about pizza? You're having it in Chicago? Probably not. Only because if you're familiar with Chicago pizza, they are substantial. And I am going solo on this trip. I, I know I, I lived in Chicago for two years and I have people that I know that live in or near Chicago, either from having lived and worked there for two years or through other connections. Um, I mean, hell, there's a, there's a couple that I've met in connection to a different podcast that I listened to that they've listened to for a long time everybody that I know that I've connected with or tried to connect with happens to be out of town the weekend that I'm out there. So I'm totally flying solo unless I happen to run into people that I know, but I haven't, and I haven't really extensively like, you know, there were key people where I was like, all right, I would actually go out of my way to find and hang out with this person or that person. That list is exhausted. All those people are out of town and you can't go order a Chicago deep dish pizza for one. But there are other food places on the list. It's not a purse by the slice sort of thing. This is, this yeah. is pizza that you eat with a knife and a fork. 
um, fantastic. But I'm, I'm going to Vegas for the draft at the end of April, and there is a Giordano's there, which is one of the Chicago pizza chains. So when I have a, a posse of people, we'll get Chicago pizza then. That makes more sense. Um, but I anyway, am I cut going you off. You're going to Chicago. What's that? I cut you off. You're going to Chicago. Yeah, I'm going to Chicago. I am actually staying in Chicago through Sunday morning. I am going to check out a show at the Chicago Magic Lounge Saturday evening, which is really the reason that I'm staying an extra day. Um, and I'm just going to, you know, hit up some of the necessary food spots that I, I adore from when I lived there. And, um, yeah, I mean, the pro day is going to take most of the day. It's it's kind of wild. I'm really, with the state of vehicles these days, I am flying out there. Chicago's got a great mass transit system. So I will hop on a train. I'll get on the orange line. I will take it, get off of it, connect to the red line, which will take me right to where my hotel is, about a 30 minutes door to door. And I will be, fingers crossed, waking up around 5 a.m., Friday morning and hop in an Uber to South Bend, Indiana, which is about two hours away. Does that make me a dick to take an Uber two hours away? I don't know. We'll find out. No, because it's a good fee. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm paying for it. Um, I mean, I thought about looking into a car service because that's a thing. I don't know what that would cost. I, I don't know how much I care. I think you just have to be ready for like, so I thought that you can schedule Ubers in advance. And I thought if you did that, it kind of like guaranteed it for like an early flight or like a long drive. It doesn't because they just look for the, you can schedule in advance and then they just look for the drivers that are around right then. Okay. So just keep in mind, there's like a chance, even if you schedule it in advance or even you get there and like, you're just like, it's a two hour ride. There's might not be. Where have you had this issue? And I'm only asking Florida. because I am I am trying to do this in the third largest city in the United States. So my assumption I is mean, yeah, that I won't I have a problem. I think you can also point. just like potentially message somebody if they take the ride and don't see how far it is and just be like, I'll tip a lot or something. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, so, so I should look into the car. I mean... No, I mean, you're probably fine in a big city. I just like, have, I have bad luck. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's, um, that's this weekend. Then I am. So I have a show that, that I'm a part of the Tuesday after I get back the 29th. So if you are listening to this episode, when it drops, that will be tomorrow. Um, tickets are likely sold out because last time I checked and tagged Liz, who said she was potentially interested in her and Tim going to this thing, there were four tickets left, um, probably sold out by now. And, um, it is going to be, um, a full us style magic show where basically there are four magicians. I am one of them who will be doing a single trick for some judges who are going to try to, figure out and then hopefully subtly code how they think that the trick was performed. And then uh, Peter Wood, the collector of the impossible, who was actually at the Elton theater in February uh, is doing is headlining the show. So I guess he's going to do a full show or at least a, an abridged version of his normal show because of however much time that they have in the venue. Um, So yeah, that is rounding out. This month, I have the two shows at the um, 
at the at, at bar 13 at the end of April. And then I will be in Vegas the weekend of the draft, which if anybody who's listening to this podcast happens to also listen to Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social, I will be performing at the same weekend of the NFL draft, which is in Vegas, is also Scoop Fest. They do an annual, well, they used to do and then couldn't because of the, the pandemic and now are back to doing this festival. I think they've got like 200 and some people that listen to their podcast coming out to Vegas for the weekend. There's a ton of shit going on. I am part of the variety show on Friday. I will not be part of any of the festivities on Saturday because of my obligations with the draft. Um, I am working on something special just for scoop fest. Uh, it'll be a piece that I perform only at scoop fest. And when you see it there at scoop fest as a scoop, you will understand why it is only for that event. Um, and that's, that's what I've got going on until May and May I've got, um, it's not my show, but I have, I've taken on, I've blended two of my interests, both the magic interest and my being an agent. And I represent a magician now and I'm booking a tour for him on the East coast. So if anybody listening is an AGT watcher and remembers Smoothini, the ghetto Houdini, um, he will be on the East coast in May and we're going to have him in Elkton. He's going to be at the magic canvas outside of Charlotte. Um, and a couple other shows that we're um, currently negotiating dates on probably Baltimore, maybe Philly and um, some up in the new England area that have some interest in him that are flexible on dates. So we're trying to fill out the rest of the, the, the tour schedule. So that's fun. If you go to smoothini.live uh, we've got a tour specific website there and uh, yeah, fun times. That's what I've got going on. Woohoo. So you are very busy. Yeah, that's normal though. But um, yeah. I so mean, yeah, let's, uh, do we have any specific to this episode questions from the jury before we uh, kick it? Um, so the questions that I asked for um, were mostly um, for our bank episodes. So I b- did not um, seek specific questions um, this time. Um, I wish we had some but sadly they i've used them all so um, that was a really long i was trying was to stop no. Andrew. That i was, was trying to stall no. to see if i yeah that was a long no i was um if anyone has anything else going on i will ask us a question um let's have a I question just, can, I, can i make a request here a, a dirty request okay i want everybody out there listening to imagine themselves being the genie in Liz's bottle and imagine Liz taking her hands and rubbing that bottle. And then you come out and ask a question by emailing airquotelawpod <laughs> at gmail.com. We need you to come out with a question for us to talk about on one of the future episodes, be the genie in Liz's bottle. Ooh, love that. Yeah. Um, and if you are a high school kid, still listen to this podcast, rewind don't. and play that segment for your parents so that they don't let you listen to the next episode. Yeah, that'll please, probably do it. Please don't. Um, I, I, w- I can ask a question for us. We can do lightning round. Uh, yeah, let's do it because we have a little okay. bit of time here. Oh, right. What's I the- have negative four minutes. 
Okay. You got to go to roughly 11 minutes. Okay. Tell me what's, what are you, you watching? What's the most recent thing you're watching? Do you like it? I am watching like Blacklist. The, okay. <laughs> Joe Beth, you first, cause you're higher up on my screen. Uh, I'm watching the Blacklist. I think I talked in a previous episode about how I just got frustrated with NBC's apps and Peacock and all that shit, not giving anything more than like the last four episodes. And when you're busy, you just kind of watch shit in chunks when you have a chunk. So we are up to date on the Blacklist. It is, if you love the Blacklist, it's still kicking it hard. If you never liked the Blacklist in the first place, you still won't like it. (laughs) Um, Ariel. please like me is that the show um with like it's about a tv writer no no it's an australian show that's great oh my god i love that show anyway you go um it's uh it's really funny they're like 20 minute episodes there's four seasons um about this guy and his family and his friends and there's like and uh nanette gadsby's in it right hannah gadsby hannah gadsby her show is called nanette you know what i mean yes um yes i could talk about that show so much i won't but i love it i love it so much um Okay, um, I started watching that Kristen Bell show, The Girl in the House Across the Street. Oh, God, it's so bad, right? Yeah, I like, we, uh, my husband and I watched the first episode, and then we were like, all right, well, first episodes are kind of eh, and then second episode, and like, every time something happened, it would, like, be a dream, and then it wouldn't really happen, and I got so frustrated, because I'm like, what is going on? Because there was, like, this really sexy scene in it, and I was like, okay like you know because i love a romance and then it didn't happen and i was like what so i don't know that i'm going to keep watching it it's it's not good we made it one episode one so all right well i guess that's it so next time be the genie in that bottle yes get rubbing liz get rubbing Ah, that's all we got for this time. This uh, episode is adjourned. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric acid. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.